Welcome to this week's episode of Fired! That's right, we've changed the name of the podcast to better represent the bloodbath this week has been in the NRL. Friend of the show, Michael Carianis, has been banging on that two coaches would be sacked before Origin, and he was shouted down by the clowns on the Daily Telegraph podcast. Laughed out of town, but Michael, as usual, was 100% correct. Two coaches exactly sacked on Origin Eve, no less. His premonition made even more accurate by the fact that Blue Steel Barrett fell on his sword instead of being sacked. If you can believe the Bulldogs master of spin, Philip Ronald Augustine Gould. I'm Dennis Carnahan, joined by a serial goal misser, Redfern Pat, and the resilient Chris Gale. That's him you'll hear in the background saying, out, out, damn spot. Will not all Neptune's ocean wash this blood clean from my hand? And we're all bewildered, befuddled and bemused and fired by what has happened already this week. Not the least of which because none of our teams, the Rabbits, Tigers or Raiders, lost this week. Is that the first time? I believe it is. Nothing is supposed to happen in Origin Week. Only four games. A quiet time in the media. It's like a rest week. But it's gone man. Overlord Volander suddenly comes out and declares himself Chief Australian Selector. There's been no mystery virus going through the Queensland camp. Some random at the pub took our regular table at lunchtime. But the weirdest of all, the West's Tigers mixed messaging around Madge Maguire. He's the coach. He might be sacked. He's contracted. He'll be sacked when Cheesy comes back from sick leave. He's sacked! I asked you last week, Chris Gale, whether he was a dead coach walking. Now I ask you, what the hell just happened? Dennis Carnahan, as a West Tigers player sponsor since the year of 2004, and in more recent times, a member of the West Tigers Foundation 13. How the hell am I meant to know? Well, you've got blood on your hands, haven't you? That spot, it's keeping you awake all night. You're rubbing and rubbing. Dennis, I think in these very, very difficult times, we've all got blood on our hands to some degree. And really, it's it's quite unusual to feel like we're breaking news on a podcast because technically I don't think that's possible. But since, since we came together, you, me, Redfern, Pat... Uh, all uh, well, no, you got a win, but we all didn't. We were loss less, I guess. Is that not how even you, a draw? Is how you no des- losses describe it? We came together to put this missive together, and in that short time, I came bearing the news of Nathan Brown had been <laughs> sacked from the Warriors, no Auckland, New Zealand, or Vodafone, and then the phone. Can I just say it lit up? The phone lit up. <laughs> And it was uh, a couple of insurance companies offering a bit of a cheap deal on my car insurance renewal. And then I scrolled through the messages and learned that. And this is, the, this is how good the West Tigers are traveling. Because as you suggested, in the one week, he's our coach. He's under review. Sheens is sick. <laughs> like A little bit like Latrell Mitchell. Uh, so nothing will happen until next week. As of last night, nothing was happening until next week. Well, it's just happened today. Uh, the media releases come out and it reads... West Tigers and Michael Maguire part ways. Part ways. Okay, so he's not sacked. He hasn't had his contract ripped up. No. It's just parted ways. Well, we've established They've now... They've come we've... to a fork in the road. Yes. We've got Mark Latham here. There's a fork in the road and they've just gone different paths. By the way, we might come to Mark Latham a little bit later. But I'd rather he, we didn't. I'm he, sorry, I he liked, it. he liked one of our tweets this week. That's how good we're going. Um, 
<laughs> two tweets. <laughs> two tweets. All right, we need to shut this down. Is, is, <laughs> I might walk out. <laughs> no, no, Dennis, stay, stay. We need you to stay. Uh, as we established quite recently, now with DocuSign, you can't tear contracts up anyway, right? So you've got to come up with a different the narrative. The fabric of the game. We've Ruined. Been, we've been talking about, about premature contractulation, and mm-hmm. I think that definitely applies to both Madge McGuire and Nathan Brown. In the same week that Payne Haas, who was looking previously for immediate release, withdrew his... Re- <laughs> it's funny when you say, I'm suffering from premature immediate release, so I withdrew. <laughs> anyway, he, you know why he wanted the immediate release? That was to provide for his family's family, you know, his one-year-old daughter's future family. He's now withdrawn his request for release in order to protect his family. <sighs> so the same family who was seeking a release for, he's now um, decided not to seek a release in order to protect... It gets confusing, Dennis. It gets so confusing. It does, because when you say immediate release, I, I, I just hear immediate release. Like, they're just, they're just so immediate release, immediate release. <laughs> what? What? And that's what we're talking about. And we probably won't talk about Will Smith, who got an immediate release from the Gold Coast Titans. And he didn't have to come up with a reason like doing it for my family, <laughs> uh, uh, doing it for my family's family, doing it to win premierships. He simply said, I play for the Gold Coast Titans. And the ownership said, we understand. Here's your immediate release. The, the media release, where Maguire and the Tigers have parted ways has come up with the actual reason for once. Oh, okay. So it's, is it for, is it for Madge McGuire? Is it for the, the family, for the kiddies? Musical differences. Musical differences. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. So this is because of the DJ. That's right. We've been talking all year about the DJ playing stuff. Wow. Michael McGuire took a stand about game day music. I mean, it was in the offing again. Was it the Spice Girls at Belmore Oval? Was that what killed him? Well, that was certainly, <laughs> that, was, that was a catalyst. But it was actually last weekend, Martin Lang... Penrith and Cronulla Sutherland, great. Martin Lang, son of the great Johnny Lang. Yeah. That, all that hair flicking back as he ran into the tackle. Apparently is a member of the Gold Coast Titans and was part of the um, group that gave the immediate release to Will Smith. What a bad year it's been for Will Smith. So. Uh, apparently when the Titans are scored against, and if you're watching them lately, that's often mm. at Seabus Super Stadium. It seems like it's especially often... In the last 15 minutes of the game. The DJ plays Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And he just, it's done laying in. And Maguire's gone, you know, right? You know what? You're right. I can't put up with this anymore. This music is not why I signed up for rugby league. Mm. And I need to find a different path. Ironically, that path is quite likely to end up either over at Mount Smart Stadium with the Warriors, the Wandering Warriors, or indeed, get this, not Belmore, Belmore Sports Ground. (laughs) And other attenuated venues, i.e. Acor Stadium, Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Michael Maguire has firmed to the second line of betting just behind Cameron Serraldo, who's clearly coming to the Tigers, and Freddie Fittler, who Gus would love to have. Michael Maguire is in the mix. This is taking. I'm sorry for the radio silence there. But this is taking. That, is, is that genuine? Is that likely? Because I could imagine Gus. Gus would like a coach that he can tell what to do. And Freddie, Freddie has his opinions, but Freddie is, he's a malleable man. And so, I'm sure Gus would be, he's coach, has he coached Gus? Yeah. It, it, oh, of course, because it, it was Gus that took him from to Penrith the to the Roosters. Yeah, yeah. So there's in a general relationship there. And of God, course, I love the Roosters right now. And, and the Origins. How, how great were the oh, Roosters loving on the weekend? Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, let's, Joe, let's not get distracted. Can we, can we, do, do we want to delve into Joey Mana? Decided the only option is do it for myself. <laughs> right, you know, you know. <laughs> Run up and down the line like the headless chook trying to find the hole in the fence. I don't want to forget this because time <laughs> might prevent it when we're doing our origin chat. 
but I don't know if you caught Nathan Cleary was interviewed over the weekend in camp. Was he? And they said, Nathan, how are you finding it? Sorry, um, I, I, I stand corrected. Uh, Joseph Sawali was interviewed yep. whilst in camp. And he revealed that in the old days, his dad used to take him out the back in the backyard and tackle bags and put him into tears, yeah. right? Which is a bit like a Kerry Packer situation where he used to set the bowling machine on young James Packer in their Bellevue Hill net in the backyard at Thompson's speed, i.e. Jeff Thompson, 160 this kilometers like, an uh, hour. The War Twins, their right. dad used to bowl them at full pace from the age of two or three. Right, so Suwali's dad... Develops, dad's, Chris, resilience. <laughs> that's right. Suwali's <laughs> dad's got it right. But anyway, Joseph has said, I've loved being in camp, talking in origin to the likes of Luai and Cleary, because there's clearly a tremendous level of professionalism at the Penrith Panthers. As against where he is. Which is Robbo, the luster is off the amulet. Wow. I did see Robbo at the sideline in Canberra, who's there with uh, Hornswoggle, the famous wrestler. Chris yes. James was, yes. uh, was walking there with him. They did look wonderful. They had the wonderful jackets on, fast, very fashionable. I did offer Chris James, I said, texted him after the game saying, are you guys staying the, the night? And he's like, no, no, we're actually driving back to Sydney. It's going to be a long trip. And I said, it's a shame. Would have loved to have given you a conciliatory hug. And he replied... I don't want to see you right now. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. It has been a great weekend, but I'm sorry if I sound a bit jittery and a bit frantic, but obviously I'm trying to process all this. And I'd be a lot more upset if I didn't feel so good about Madge's prospects, A, with the Warriors, come to them in a moment. He's got job offers just pouring in. But B, the Bulldogs. Well, this is, this is the thing. The government's saying this, that we, we have underemployment here. You know, it's hard to find good people. And this, this, it, so the NRL sacking people, Madge is going, where do I go? I've got so many offers. Interest rates just got put up by the Reserve Bank 0.5%. It's all interconnected, right? Isn't it? And in fact, if I just do quickly um, dwell on the Warriors, we might have somewhat humorously on this podcast suggested a few weeks ago that the Warriors had written en masse to NRL CEO Andrew Abdo <laughs> saying, please don't send us back to New Zealand. We love it here at Redcliffe. You should put a football team here, by the way, they recommended. And we don't want to go back to the wintry Mount Smart Stadium and our families because we're <laughs> over here playing rugby league for our families, but we don't want to have to actually deal with our families. And we were being, we're attempting to be humorous. Yep. Since then, Matt Lodge, Ewan Aiken, and now former Warriors coach Nathan Brown have all said, I'm not going to New Zealand. Jacinda Ardern needs to intervene here. The New Zealand Tourism Board is not doing its job. He had to bring back David Long. He was a good league man. He was tremendous. I think he probably was responsible for the Warriors being set up in the first place. Mm. But I do want to focus on Madge's prospects with the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Bulldogs. It's a real shame. I, on the weekend, I was down watching the Gerringong Lions. Terrific club. 100 years in 2014. So a, a, a long story history. Their, their team is the Lions. Now, what I understand is that Madge Maguire... The unemployed and, and with great job prospects, he has the heart of a lion. So, as we know, rugby league is split down the middle, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Nine, Fox. Yep. So, on Fox last night, all the chat was about Madge Maguire. Heart of and, a lion. And they're saying he would have been gone now except Sheens is sick. Yep. So, the review won't come out till next week when Sheens is better and he and Latrell get out of COVID protocols together. And why can't they be firing him now? It's all Maguire chat, right? I flip over to 100% footy. It's all Nathan Brown chat, right? So they're just sort of, they've got, you've got to take the opposite view. And they're really deep diving. And I think even Justin Holbrook was thrown into the mix because of the um, poorly performing Titans. And then almost as an afterthought, well, a bit of noise coming out of Concord today that Michael Maguire might be in trouble next week when the review comes in. And bang, off went Gus Gould. Gus Gould. And he 
basically gave a pen and what turned out to be an eulogy to the quality of Michael Maguire. Mm-hmm. He said, the man has the heart of a lion. He's one of the good guys. What is it with you media people that write these stories every day saying, coach is going to get fired. Coach is going to get fired. Coach is going to get fired. Never happens. Well, actually, Gus, it happened next day. Mm. <laughs> and a little bit like with Trent Barrett, it happened within a week or two. And, but, you know, and he, he had a go. And by um, he had a focus, which was Danny Widler, of course. He says, you people write these stories. You hurt their families. You um, make things really, really bad for him. There is a toxic culture amongst the rugby league media. Can we, can we just point out that where was Gus Gould saying this? Uh, he's this, one of, this is from his office in Belmore, was it? No, no. As the CEO of... No? No, no. As a panellist on 100% footy in the Channel uh, in 9 the media. studios. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Gus in the media was castigating the media for sacking coaches. Oh, he's pulling out documents. Here we go. I've got the quote. Oh, please. Let me... In let, the voice? Let, let, let me see where it is. It'll, it'll come to me eventually, but I want to get the words right. A hostile, hostile. and toxic media. But he said, Michael Maguire is so venerated, so loved, so adored at Concord, and I'm one of them. Mm. He's going to walk out and he's going to take something with him. Let's hear what Gus had to say. And there are plenty of players that want to play for him because if they sack the coach, I'm telling you, there's about half a dozen ready to walk with him. Six, half a dozen. So while we're doing this podcast, I keep looking for an updated email identifying who who those six six players are. And... Weidler's not going to ask the hard question. He goes, that's interesting, Gus. And, and he made a fairly um, weak attempt to try and disclose, get Gus to disclose who the players are. But fortunately, our cub reporter was right on it. Tell me who has said it to you. When? These, these are where? people that we meet in passing. But and we obviously raised the question of the... See, so we still don't know who. Gee, she's asking the tough questions. She is so isn't tough, she? and you can see, you can hear Gus there, sort of, you know, like counter punching like George Cambosis <laughs> against Haney, who was in up against the ropes. I'm worried that we're going to lose out of Channel Nine or Fox when she's asking those tough I, questions. I, well, uh, you know, she'll she'll take over Mason's job, or you know, <laughs> or um, Carianus, or, or Braith. You know, <laughs> it, no doubt about it. So uh, we're all on tenterhooks because has parted ways, assuming that it's been a mass walkout at Concord. I hope all the media's down there and seeing those six players packing their bags and they could be packing them to Belmore. Well, Neil Brooks. Do you think he'll be off? Neil Brooks? Brooksy. Brooksy. <laughs> I always forget his name. And think Luke of Brooks. Lukey Brooks. His, his cousin. Cousin Luke. I think, I think, think, cousin, I think... cousin Luke, he, he, there's been a lot of talk about him leaving as well. I know you watch a bit of tabloid TV, Dennis. And I, I think there's a uh, current affair spot right now on former Olympic gold medalist Neil Brooks. So no wonder you're getting the confused. He was one of the mean machine who he, shaved his head. And I, it's pretty clear that it was a posted on Fire Ups um, blowing up deluxe that coaches without hair haven't had a good week. No. And, this week. And, and it's more baldism. It's, it's, baldism. it's the same thing that Freddie confuses Mary McGregor and uh, Fitzy. Exactly. Can't recognise them. I mean, we've got to, we've got to address this at its root core. Brooksy Belmore of, Brooks. Brooksy, like of, Brooksy, of course, 4 by 100 metres medley relay gold in Moscow. So we've got a beat sprinter playing hooker for the Rabbitohs and now halfback for the Tigers is a 4 by 100 metre relay swimmer. Former freestyler. And, of what? course, the iconic call from Norman May was gold, gold to Australia gold. Yes. Not gold, gold, gold. I recorded that on a cassette cassette deck up to the TV. I don't want to jump into 47 Texas, except that we've already had some feedback from um, listeners. Brendan Clay said, wrong decision. He's on Blowing Up Deluxe, which is our Facebook group. We'd love you to join via the agency of the Fire Up Facebook page. 
Brendan Clay goes, wrong decision about Madge. I know this page is satire, but I'm filthy. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like he is blowing up Deluxe. That's not satire. That's the real thing. Blowing up Deluxe. Two things I learned there. First of all, he's unhappy about the decision. And secondly, I had no idea we were satire. (laughs) (laughs) Just serious journalism going on. And and can I give you one final statement on this? Please. Uh, Lee Hadjipatelis, who I happen to have lunch with last week. Did he he uh, say he'd come on the show? Look, it was it was it was tense. Uh-huh. Justin Pascoe was there, other luminaries, uh, but yeah, but Lee sat down and said, "Look, and again, Chatham House rules is killing me. I can't tell anything about anything I'm at." Yeah. Uh, but he did come down and say, "Look, there's an elephant in the room, and we're not going to talk about it." And <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got elephants, we've got lions at the tigers. And he was brandishing the statement that said, "As of today, 31st May 2022, Michael Mike Maguire is the contracted coach of the West Tigers, and I have nothing before me." To suggest otherwise, <laughs> I've just had this from the desk of Lee Hadjipatelis, West Tigers chairman. As of today, 7th of June, 2022, Michael Maguire is not the contracted coach of the West Tigers and I have nothing before me to suggest <laughs> otherwise. Okay, so we've had, in the last, we've just had Nathan Brown. Terminated. We've had Madge Maguire. Terminated. We've even had a self-termination with the retirement of Rabs Warren. Terminated. And for those who came in late, we've previously had Trent Blue Steel Barrett. Terminated. All right. You're done? <coughs> There's not much left of the carcass now. Listen to that fucking stupid song next door. Oh, so that was Knife You Spoon by Dingus Khan, not Genghis. Um, and it was fascinating to think that those coaches are leaving with knives in their back and spoons in their cupboard. Well, Madge hasn't got one yet, but he could possibly technically... If he goes to the Warriors this year. Or well, the Bulldogs, either one. That's right, <laughs> if you pick up the cudgels straight away. But Knife You Spoon, what a terrific image to suit the night. Or the day. It's not the night of the long knives. It's the day of the long knifey spoons. Indeed it is. And I mentioned earlier that when we had a, a wonderful little grab there from Rabbits Warren, now we were lamenting on this show the thought that imagine imagine if Rabs didn't make the 100th origin. This is very Bradman-esque with his... his he, he retired that close to doing his 100th. He'd done 99, but he was 0.94 of a year through to get his 100th. So his number of origins is actually 99.94 and I think that stands him in wonderful stead being up there with the Don as the greatest of all time. There is a move afoot that your erstwhile employer the ABC is going to change their postcode to just simply 99 to Mm. encompass both Bradman and Ray Warren. 
well, 9994 is actually, that's in your capital city, is the ABC's mailbox. That's what I'm saying. It's they're just, 9994. They're just going to abbreviate it to 99 so that they can bring Ray into that family. Beautiful. Which seems odd given that he's generally work for commercial broadcasters. I, my first memories of Ray Warren, of course, was calling the Amco Cup with Geek Barnes. And certainly have Alec McMahon in my side. He's played very well for Balmain this year. <laughs> and I hated him because he wasn't Rex Dennis. And, you know, it's yeah. like Holden and Ford. You've got to pick a side. And I picked Rex Mossop. But I've come to love Ray Warren. Everyone has. And this is the thing. We sit here and we, we discuss other commentators and, you know, of all people. And it's... We, we have a laugh at them and... With them, Dennis, with them. But no one, there's no one, is there anyone saying anything negative about Rabs ever in the last 20 years, 30 years even? No, and I may have referenced this before, but I had the opportunity, courtesy of the great Albie Tallarico, uh, who was being channeled by Michael Lennis in that call recently. Um, <laughs> He's done it again on the weekend as well. With Xavier Savage. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. And Albie invited me to a fundraiser for the Coogee Dolphins. Albie stepped in as the um, the boss of the Dolphins after the Bali bombing tragedy and did great yes. work there. And Ray was in the table adjacent to where I was. And at that particular point of time, I was doing a commercial radio show. And in fact, in the time slot that Ray had used to occupy as the Dead Set Legends on Triple M at 10 o'clock of a Saturday morning. And I always felt very conscious of that and you know the fan base that would have much preferred to have the likes of Richard Friedman and... Rabbits Warren on as opposed to me and Rose and A.H. Cayley and I understood that and I felt beholden to go up and introduce <laughs> myself to Ray. I'll put this photo up on the Facebook page and I said, excuse me, Mr. Warren, I don't mean to disturb you. Immediately jumped to his feet and gave me his full attention and I sort of went through, you know, I, I now occupy that time slot. I regard it as a privilege. I've always been a great admirer of your work. And he looked me straight in the eye and he said, son, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> But he was great, and Redfern Pat, and there's always been a, a taste of this on our socials, but he's put together this little audio tribute of some of the greatest work of Ray Warren. I understand an air escort. It's been a long time since I've had an escort, but Manly have sent lots of supporters the bridge that you were talking about. When I say the bridge, I mean the Harbour Bridge. Yeah, I understand, I understand. But it's not the bridge over the River Clyde, I know that. That daddy sitting up there. What's this? Are they gherkins? Powerade and gherkin? Is that some kind of peptide or something? Oh, don't tell me! Yes, you've been told! He said, oh! Silt! I guess he did feel it. He scores on them! O-L-A-M. O-M-G. And he'll play the ball on the 40-metre line. He's able to download the ball. It's gone from Thompson. Is that the right word, telepathy? I think so. I don't know that you and I share the same word on occasions, but what people must know is we're, we're very good friends. What does it mean? Telepathy? Oh, a relationship, a, a, a relationship between players. He Why not just say that? Mind reading. Well, hang on, he said it, Andrew. I'm asking you that, Gus. Why? You, you just come to me because I'm the smallest. Brad Fittler, telepathy. What's the what's the dictionary say? Telepathy? Yeah. Something to do with seeing into the future, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You're, You're talking to the OB truck. I don't have contacts everywhere, right? There's Nathan Brown. It's like going to a 
a quiz and using your mobile for assistance. Sounds like the voice of experience. I have done that. You're quite right. Um, I haven't. I have to confess, I haven't heard a lot of Ray over the last, well, since 1995 when Foxtel began, because <laughs> the Raiders were seldom on Channel Nine. But when they were, Ray, he made some wonderful comments, and and the the immortal Mullins, <laughs> Mullins. I, it, it, I, remember, I was sitting in the pub at North the not the Commodore, the one up the road on the Pacific Highway, just near the studio I used to work at on the Friday night. I can't think of its name right now, but I will. Watching it, and they had the commentary up. And it was just wonderful. There's such it, it, so many moments of my life. And obviously people have been reflecting on this. And Joey Johns was interviewed on the weekend and he referenced oh, that. Osborne, get it away! <laughs> Vegas! And of course he referred to the, the Darren Albert try, but he also refers to... Go, big fella! Because Mullins was playing against Newcastle on that particular occasion. And he said, I can just hear Mullins, Mullins. Which obviously Ray's got that sonorous voice that comes out That's of the commentary. a wonderful voice. voice. Uh, Peter Sterling revealed that Ray, well known as a nervous flyer, mm. in order to calm himself during the trips, would play a Game Boy. A Game which, Boy? Which is not something I would have expected. Not a DS. No, a Game Boy. And like you would think Tetris, the great game by Alexander Pachitinov, mm. But what else could Ooh, it have been? It's probably a communist plot, though, Tetris. Mm. I, I just have this feeling that he's an Adventures of Zelda guy. <laughs> thought we were about to get the victory song from Adventures of Zelda. We have, we can get that. Oh, the so, Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. For all the purists out there. But I have to say, the image of Ray Warren, you know, with Link going through Hyrule on a Game Boy as, as, the, as the plane is taxiing and beads of sweat coming down his forehead. <laughs> it's a beautiful... Very special rugby league image. The other, the other reflection I have is I was up at uh, watching the Gold Coast Titans play the Raiders. Uh, sorry, play Manly with my son, who is a Manly fan. Could you get a seat? I mean, uh, was there any room? Uh, we're actually in, a, in the chairman's area because a friend was the football manager. And um, so we were sitting there watching and the Titans got away. It was the one where there was the, the run for the ball and Orford allegedly pushed someone else off the ball picked it up and went and scored. And they're like, no, no, he's pushed him. But clearly it was, it was a contest. And after the game, we're down under the stadium. Darcy was in tears because his team's just lost. And Searle, Peter Searle, the boss of the Titans, walks up and goes, I see you're in a manly jersey. I see you're in tears. That was a dug call. You guys should have won. But we're not giving it back! <laughs> At this point, Darcy was taken away by my mate, um, who was the, the uh, football manager of the Titans to go and meet Ray and Sturlo. And they all had to get in a car and go from the stadium to the car park. And they're like, oh, come with us. So Darcy's jumped in his car. There's no room. So he's ended up, this nine-year-old boy, sitting on Rabbit's Warren's lap. So, How are you, son? Oh, beautiful. And Darcy had, pre had like, earlier that year, he was working for Mix 106. I think I've mentioned this before. He was doing interviews of footballers and he interviewed Ray Warren. And I might put that interview up on the Blowing Up Deluxe page. That'd be great. It was fantastic. And he's saying... He was asking you if he forgets. Now, he's asking all these fantastic <laughs> questions that only an eight-year-old could ask. And Ray said, oh, you know what? I think I'll just hand that over to you younger fellas. <laughs> Beautiful. And look, uh, as a one parting tr tribute, and of course, Ray will stay actively involved in the Channel 9 media complex, so we can all take um, some refuge in that knowledge. Uh, I've dug into the Fire Up archives. Reverend Pat's helped me out here. The Ray autobiography, which I consumed in a day. I couldn't put it down, Dennis. The Voice co-authored by a friend of the show, Andrew Webster. And we were able to actually, via the agency of Billy Birmingham, get oh. actual audio, because I don't think Ray ever consented to do a full audio book, but he did do 
a particular reading from the book and Billy was able to pass this on to us. I'd have to put the erection of my statue in Dobbin Park in Juni as one of the proudest moments of my career. But it's a very sad indictment on the youth of today that the statue of me in Juni, according to the cops, is one of the most defaced and vandalised sculptures in the whole of New South Wales. A local Juni copper told me that it started pretty soon after the statue went up and it was the usual dick and balls painted on the front of my strides or dressing me up in girls' clothes or climbing up to give me a hug and have a selfie photo taken. All pretty harmless stuff. But lately, he tells me, it started to get quite out of control with kids placing faecal matter down the back of my pants and women having photographs of themselves performing f- on the statue and posting the pictures on Facebook. A couple of blokes have even done it, plus a few other things as well, I might add. But that's a story for another day. Just so wonderful that uh, the world enables these moments to not be lost in time. And thanks to Billy for fording on that, that genuine audio of Ray reading from The Voice. I, I recommend it to everybody. Well, and, and we have to say a thanks to Redfern Pat for editing those together. But Redfern Pat was, um, he went down to Redfern Oval. This is a bit, a bit like Devil went down to Georgia here. Redfern Pat went down to uh, Redfern Oval on the weekend and he had a couple of shots at goal. Have you seen the video? Yeah, we put that up on all our... Uh, socials. F- socials uh, from the point of view of the Facebook and the Blowing Up Deluxe page. Uh, I had never been to Redfern Oval, I have to confess, so I had to tick that off. I'm actually going out to Penrith Park in a couple of weeks, so before Ooh. they tear it down. Which game? Uh, Roosters, because, you know, I'm looking for another Penrith I think win. I'll, I think I'll be there. Yeah, Kardashians v. Roosters. And uh, I had the um, great pleasure of spending the time with Pat's sister Amy, uh, her partner Nick. Pat's uh, sister? Yeah, Pat's Pat brother. Pat has a sister? Yeah. Pat, Pat has a brother? Pat's brother. Pat's got two brothers. Scott joined us. It was a, so it, Pat's got two brothers? Does it, Pat have parents? It was a Mulhern clan getting together. So Pat has a, a mother and, and a father? Mm, depends who you ask. <laughs> and Goodness. I, almost, I, I always assumed he was just immortal, you know, begotten, not created. The grandstand has a particular name, doesn't it? The Redfern Pat Grandstand? No, I don't know. I think it's, it's named Eric Sims? Someone, someone of Scottish heritage or something like that. Uh, but the tears that sit on, they're quite high. And I try to just sort of, you know, do the explosive legs straight up and neck myself. Yep. Um, which was a little bit embarrassing. But it, we... is, it is very appropriate that they have tears. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Red Fern. But it really was an occasion. Former coach of the West Tigers, Michael Maguire, was there looking because the West Magpies were playing. Were there tears? Yes. Current previous first grader, David Nofaluma, was turning out for the West Tigers. Jed Cartwright made his comeback. So his father, John Cartwright, was in the stands. And at one point, we saw Latrell Mitchell come past, looking 10 kilos lighter, having left the hamstring back in um, Washington and Philadelphia. But the real highlight for us was uh, Amy just sort of gave me a nudge, and JD's over there, and Jason Dimitriou, South Sydney coach, was sitting right next to us, taking in what was going on. Yeah, she said that to me, but she was just uh, doing it to a little short glass of JD and Coke. (laughs) (laughs) And what, what was... it was. Slightly disturbing because I could hear Jason Dimitriou, who has given permission for Jai Arrow to ride his boss hog, Harley yep. Davidson, humming Bat Out of Hell, which of course is the song where the guy dies in the motorbike crash. So I don't know whether he's wishing Jai every Ew. success. And then he went on the field at halftime to do an interview, a searching interview. Who was he interviewing? 
No, no, he was being interviewed. Oh, so I th- thought he was part of the toxic media. By the ground announcer. Right. I can tell you, Pat immediately switched off. Um, <laughs> uh, but the first question was, are you missing Adam Reynolds? And he terminated the interview, just like that. <laughs> and then if you have the opportunity, get down after full time because anyone can get on the oval. And as the evidence speaks, um, Patrick Mulhern could be seen uh, lining up a kick. 20 metres in, 20 metres out on the scrum line. Right side, was, right side, right side, in my defence. In your defence. I think what we'll need to do over the next few weeks is, Chris, you're going to have to go 20 metres in, 20 metres out, somewhere at a field and have a shot. I'll go to Story Park, put a camera up. On the right, on the, on the wrong side. On the wrong side. Yeah. And I'll put a throw. I've put a lot through. I'm pretty handy. I'm like, out. I had a shocker on Saturday. I'm pretty handy on the other end boots? of the field. Uh, okay, so I've got to do it in sneak. Beer in hand, beer in hand, beer in yeah. hand. One thing that's worth looking at, he actually goes through that routine a little bit like the Warriors of the big breath in and the big breath down just to get the heartbeat down. Yep. Didn't work, sprayed it to the left. Yeah, yeah. it was a shocker. It's awful. Great place to watch footy from, though. I, I, I have been there, but I haven't watched a game there. I, I've got to confess. Um, now, another thing that came up during the week mentioned in the opener was the chairman, the great chairman Volandis, is not just the chairman of the NRL Commission. He's also the chairman of the Australian Selectors. And he claims he has, it, it was, is, and always will be. So this came to light because they've reconstituted the Kangaroo Selection Committee. And it's becoming a bit of a story. Like Mal's asked, please commit now. And the head of the International Rugby League said, what a waste if a player commits to the Australian Kangaroos now and then doesn't get selected and can't participate in the upcoming World Cup. Oh, one of them to commit rather than going to Samoa. Or... That's right. Oh. Yeah, so so there's a bit of controversy here. Yes. But right in the middle of it, it's been announced that um, venerable national selectors, Darren Lockyer, future immortal, Laurie Daly, probably not future immortal, but still outstanding Always footballer. Always immortal to me. Yeah, wonderful. Two both wonderful gentlemen have been relieved of their selection duties and have been replaced by the origin coaches, i.e. Freddie Fittler and Billy Slater. Oh, wow. Exactly right. So how's that going to work? Because they're the selectors, Mal's the coach, and Volandis is the deciding vote on the basis that it seems to be suggested that the two selectors work it out. Now, basically, if Freddie goes, come on, Billy, it's got to be Nathan, What, not DCE. I mean, what's Billy going to say? Oh, wow. It's got to be DCE. <laughs> it's got to be DCE, right? So... That means that Mal will actually pick his team, which is why he's saying unfazed. But my concern about Mal is he's not good on the attention to detail. We highlighted last week that during an Origin game, he could be found on the security cameras in the rooms checking out what pizza was in the box. Picking well. through pizzas rather than picking through potential halfbacks. Or if, God forbid, he joins Latrell Mitchell and Tim Sheens in the COVID protocols after Origin 3. Or if, God forbid, he goes in for the radio interview and goes, well, I'm just a bloke out there who I'm dumb. I'm buggered. That's <laughs> Peter Volandis will be selecting the Australian Kangaroos. Now, look, they're a talented squad, and I think anyone could do a reasonable job. But my concern is that Peter Volandis, A, he'll just pick players in his own image. In his own image? Yeah. You know, so, so you've got the count, maybe, will come back. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, and high tacklers, I don't know, sort of like your, your A master dull. at 5'8", yeah. the good Greek beast. Is he from Kithra? Yeah, I mean, he'd love to see Highmarsh back Anastrak, because of his high tackle count, you know. Yeah. And, just, and grinders like I don't George know, Paponis, another Greek boy, Dallas Johnson, Ryan Hinchcliffe, that sort of thing. He'd be casting a wide net. It'd be very different Kangaroos. But my biggest concern is it's not stopping here. We announced on our socials during the week that, and in fact, you'll hear this tomorrow night, or you won't because you're on the rival network. But Peter Volandis will be the new lead commentator of State of Origin, <laughs> and 
of all people. And God, God knows we're huge Matt Thompson fans, but it's a split hair as to who'll do a better job. Wow. <laughs> wow. New South Wales running on the field. And look, it, it, it keeps going, Dennis. It came up on LinkedIn, which is you know a business <laughs> social networking site, so I know you've never seen it. Did you swipe right? <laughs> yeah. But the new chief financial officer of strategy, sports and entertainment at the Sydney Football Club and the A-League is one Manuel Volandis, V-L-A-N-D-I-S. I mean, he's cleverly disguising... Is it Manuel or Manuel? Because I believe the Greek name is Manuel, not Manuel. Well, I'll say Manuel then, M-A-N-U-E-L. Manuel. So the the net is spreading ever wider. So you think that's actually him? That's not... that. That's. Oh, no, I think that's Volandis under an amanuensis. (laughs) Well, with that, Chris, can I just ask, do you have any Arara Valley access, Brian? Thank you for this platform, Dennis. First of all, <laughs> the new Hoodoo Gurus album is called Chariot of the Gods. It's a concept album, and it's about the various motor vehicles owned by Peter Volandis over his career. Chariot of the Gods. Fantastic. Two things to say. First of all, I was going to complain about the Origin news cycle, that what happens in Origin, you get split round like we've just endured, though you must have been thrilled with your victory over the hapless roosters. It wasn't beautiful. It, wasn't, it was pretty attractive. Great. And then... Just a plethora of articles writing background stories about the people in origin Mm -hmm. and then a lot of analysis, which basically boils down to um, if New South Wales play good, they'll win. And it gets, you know, it's not good for our show. And in fact, I thought the absolute peak of this was I opened up the, I think it was the Astonisher on the weekend, and there was an article that was headed five rugby league players who could be successful in AFL, right? And I didn't even bother. But it turns out the last 24 hours have been a godsend with us. Brown's being knifed. Maguire's being knifed. More to come, I'm sure. So, uh, But generally... Well, or- Robbo's got to be next to go because yeah. Uncle Nick doesn't like teams losing, especially the Raiders. That's right. <laughs> but I don't care how little there is to write. You do not write an article about five league players who'd be good in AFL. No. <laughs> um, the other thing is, uh, pretty close to home. I mean, we... I think developed a real affection for the Arara Valley Axemen. Mm. And this comes off the back of Sam Burgess, you know, getting his coaching spurs. At least he's coached somewhere as opposed to Billy Slater who's never coached anywhere. Oh, wow. Anytime. Uh, helping the Arara Valley Axemen. And already he's been spotted down at Blues Camp with Freddie Fitler and is in talks with both the Dolphins, Redcliffe or whatever you want to call them, and Souths. I mean, he's out there spruiking for jobs. I note not the Bulldogs' job. <laughs> And the Axemen went down to Maxville without a GI the other day. Oh, no. I mean, seriously, we love the Axemen. Come on, Sam. Just focus. focus. They are my Arara Valley axes to grind. And what a great pair of axes they were. Now, we would be remiss of us to, uh, to not discuss State of Origin, which happens tomorrow night. A lot of people will be listening to this post-Origin Um those lucky few that listen to it beforehand, they're getting it pure and fresh. Um, but 
a little story here that they watched Top Gun Maverick, which I mentioned I watched last week. What did you think of Top Gun Maverick? I absolutely loved it. Did you? And I, I did have one friend who commented that he thought it was, you know, it just wasn't as good as the first and it was rubbish. And I, I, he went in there with completely the wrong intentions. You're meant, it's meant to be cringeworthy, cliched script. It's meant to be the most, it, there's nothing unpredictable. There is no spoilers in, in Top Gun. You know exactly what's going to happen. You go in there knowing it, but you also know there's going to be really good footage of planes flying really fast mm-hmm. and the sound effects as, as a sound nerd my god they were fantastic i gotta tell you it's a long discussion uh because i saw in that movie a representation of the united states as it likes to see itself but uh, no longer is mm. um i went and saw it without going back and seeing the original again some of the friends i went with needed to either refresh their memories or actually see the original for the first time oh dear. they roosters fans <laughs> and look afl fans and <sighs> says it all right yeah but my main complaint about that movie was simply that i was in the foyer waiting for my friends to arrive and two theater groups came out and started talking at length about the film like when you leave the theater people leave we know the old routine you know i've said it before um, but uh, the Blues were brought together to watch Maverick once they got cleared from Project Apollo because of the protocols. So Project Apollo into Top Gun. <laughs> it's just like... it's it's. And I mean, I know people talk about the inconsistencies of our COVID lives and whatever, but why is it that the Blues are able to train but not watch a movie together? But fortunately, they were able to clear it. Were they going? Did they go into a public cinema? Were they one of the groups private before you, screening. A private screening. Private screening, but maybe in a public cinema okay. complex. My, my one complaint about the movie <clears throat> was that it ends with Tom flying his P-51D Mustang. And, of course, the P-51D... Hang on, don't spo- You're exactly the type uh, of person. But, 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 but I'm t- can you is, edit that out, but Pat? But there's I no mean, such thing. On. There are no spoilers. There's nothing unexpected. They put this in the promo. It's in the promo. Well, look, I reckon he's in near-death situations on about 15 occasions during that movie, <laughs> and you've just revealed that he gets through. Surprise, 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 surprise. And you know what? He wins the girl, he defeats his opponent, he proves himself to his adversary, and he saves the free world. Wow. That, you what can't tell me there's any spoilers in that because you know all of that's going to happen. That's but that's the very P-51D true. was powered by the Packard Merlin. And the Merlin engine, that, that supercharged 12-cylinder engine made by Rolls-Royce but made under licence by Packard, it is the quintessential engine sound it is the most beautiful engine sound and they didn't feature the sound enough they had a they had a song underneath it broke my heart i did like the opening where you sort of got a bit of a remix of berlin into oh, kenny loggins how evocative wonderful. was that look dennis i just really want to make one comment each about the origin and certainly you uh certainly welcome to say what you want to say but people will see it will unpack it next week as they like to say these days cooper cronk has said in order for new south wales to be successful they need more Scoreboard points? More scoreboard <laughs> points. And the captain, Teddy Tedesco, needs to play football like he's in a phone box. Just let that one sit. Wow. Schrodinger's cat? Is so that- I'll be very keen to see on Blowing Up Deluxe whether people feel that Freddie, sorry, Teddy successfully <laughs> played football like he was in a phone box. <laughs> and on the Queensland side, yep. uh, I caught a glimpse, just a glimpse of a searching interview by Vonnie Sampson. Great to see Vonnie back oh, fantastic. on the hustings with a neophyte uh, Maroons coach, Billy Slater. And Billy, when asked, in essence, because this always, we have to find motivation, but premature congratulation, contractualation or coaching origin. Billy had this to say about who he was doing it for. This, this 
this is important to me and I feel I can contribute. Um, when you play for Queensland, you, you've got to understand or you've got to remind yourself of what it meant to you when you were a kid, what it means to the school teachers, um, all the kids in the schools, the women and men in the aged care facilities, you know, the construction sites, they're, they're all talking about this team right now. Yeah, and that's um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> on the on the so strength of that, is he seeing Dutton's leadership is weak and maybe he can run and get get there? On the strength of that, I called my father Bill ninety six and my mother Leonie ninety one in their residence, which would meet the definition of HK facility. And I said, "You realise Billy is doing it for you?" And they both said, "He can get fucked." Well, <laughs> well, beautiful. Uh, because they'd be in an HK facility somewhere in the state of New South Wales. I didn't hear any geographic location. Billy's across modern marketing. Queensland, Dennis. Yes. Isn't a place, is it? No, this is the thing. I've discovered, as I mentioned in the show a couple of weeks ago, 10 years ago, I wrote That's in Queensland. Oh, yes. And it turns out that this is, that Queensland isn't about geography. It's not about maps. It's not about borders. It's not about the, Please, uh, the Tweed River. No. And because it's 10 years on, I've, I've changed the song. I've made it a special 10-year edition. Oh, come on. Look, 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 I've actually... i got to put my mouth where my um, thoughts have been. The Tigers should have been proactive about Madge. Yep. They can't keep going back to the well. Back to the same thing over and over again? Dennis Carnahan, if you're going to play this song, it's the view of the board of the Fire Up podcast that Dennis Carnahan, you are... Terminated. Well, all right, well, I'm walking out. I'm walking. I'm going to do a walkout. I'm out. You, know, you can do your media watching. Yes, 47 texts. Don't talk to me. Just go. I'm out. I'm out. Well, that's a lovely way to go to a break. Well, it might be madness, but I've enjoyed it. Could somebody please help me? Because I still don't understand. For 10 long years, I've wondered what origin means in Queensland. The dictionary says it's where you start, where you begin. So let's locate some of the origins of this year's Queensland team. Where's Port Headland? That's it, Queensland. Where's Port Moresby? That's it, Queensland. And where is Orange? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Queenslanders say that they have more state passion and state pride And that they're not constrained by maps because Queensland's a state of mind You see, Queensland hates New South Wales more than New South Wales hates Queensland Can you tell me why so many maroons come from New Zealand? Where is Auckland? That's it, Queensland! Where is Henderson? That's it, Queensland! Where's Odahoohoo? That's it, Queensland! And where is Bowerville? That's it, Queensland. <laughs> Queensland's everywhere. One more time with gusto. Queensland's everywhere. I guess I should apologise. I have been a bit unfair. It seems most Queensland players did originate up there. And ten years on, it's time that I should set the record straight And name the towns that break the champions Who've played for that fair state 
Where is Brisbane? That's it, Queensland. And where is Redcliffe? That's it, Queensland. Where is Cairns? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Where's Rockhampton? That's it, Queensland. And where is Charleville? That's it, Queensland. But where's the origin shield? That's in you. They all do, I, don't, I honestly don't care. Well, you sound because like you I'm, do. No, no, because you're wrong. <laughs> don't start me. Do not start me, please. Everything that he's saying gets picked up. Mate, when you write crap articles about me the way you do, why should I talk to you? Have a think about So Dennis has actually left. Thank God. That's not a that's not a bit. He's a bit hard to get a hold of. Origin time of year, but so we're talking about Ray Warren. We're talking about Ray Warren this week. Six tackles with Gus. They do a Ray Warren tribute, and these are the clips they play. Run around to the hooker. Short ball to Keith Galloway, and Keith Galloway looks like he might have just about made it. So let's call that one Keith Galloway. We got this one. I haven't seen a Channel 9 jumper since I joined with Darrell Eastlake back in 88. Rubbish. You've got about three dozen in plastic folders in the business. Let's call that one Channel 9 Jackets. We've got this one. Rabbits, the fireworks are all at the Easter show. I go to the Easter show every year. I understand that, but you were in love with this game about 20 minutes ago. Now you're attracted to the fireworks next door. So we're calling that one Fireworks. 25 on Monday, Samuel. You've grown since you were born. You were born as four kilos. I was there when he was born. Midwife rabbit. We'll call that one midwife rabbit. Mm-hmm. I'm following right. so far. So I put together, uh, I try and find grabs of stuff. It's not super easy to find. So you think that's quite impressive for them to find it. Sure. Sometimes you just, you know, if, if you, you roll the dice and you just put in YouTube what you're trying to find, very rarely does it come up. But if you do put in in like best Ray Warren commentary before the tributes came out last Wednesday, this there's a YouTube video by a small channel that, that has a video. This is the first hit that comes up. This is Greatest Game of All, and these are 10 hilarious Ray Warren and Phil Gould commentary moments. So that's a small YouTube channel. Yep, independent to the hilt. Yep, yep. So gr- called Greatest Game of All, right? These are the clips that feature in the countdown. Number five, Midwife Rabbits. Number four, the Channel 9 Jackets. Number three, Fireworks. And number one, Keithy. So are you suggesting that Channel 9 has plagiarised an independent YouTube channel in order to generate their own content, which they actually broadcast? Yeah. I tell you what, it puts your efforts into... uh, very stark relief, Pat. You work very, very hard, and I'm very disappointed because, you know, I know people associated with the Six Tackles podcast. I'll be giving them very pointed feedback about this, but well spotted. Of course, I assume that's where you were going to try and find your clips, that's right? That's where I was going. Yeah, exactly stuff, right. stuff. Yeah, which is like, you know, did not to get too serious, but like they have an insane library of vision. <laughs> Some of us are out here. No, no, no. What you don't understand is they never thought Rabs would retire. 
You know, normally like the press, you know, they've already, in the newspapers they've pre-written obituaries, et cetera, et cetera, on the inevitable, apparently, fact that all of us will shuffle off the mortal coil. They never considered that Ryan would retire. So they were caught on the hop. Yeah. And so while I'm in a bit of a, a more serious mood and while Paul Barry's seat looks up for grabs, let's just have a look at, if you indulge me, let's just have a look at what happened on 360 last night. Mm-hmm. So first I got this bit. They could probably use this as a promo. That's our opinion. Yeah. Based on what though, Buzz? <laughs> All right. So they're talking about origin, right? And so the the very easy thing to do in media is be anti-New South Wales, pro-Queensland. That, that's going to rile up the New South Wales people. They respond to the the losing better. And Queensland respond to winning better. That's historically, I think that's fair to say. Yep. And um, Paul Kent does do that. They've won, they've won three out of the last four series. No, I just asked. That's they they often get the worst Queensland team ever. We've had one of the best New South Wales teams ever against one of the worst Queensland teams ever. All right, so that's what they're running. Got it. The best New South Wales side ever, worst Queensland side ever, right? And then Brace, to his credit, pushes back on that and says, like, where does, where does that come from? And so it turns out that a journalist said it somewhere down the line. This is, this is where that conversation ends. But he got it miserably wrong. He did. Yes. That's, that's said your went, opinion he got it wrong. It's my opinion he got it wrong. Exactly. It, All right. The Warriors... So his argument is, is that this is the worst Queensland side ever that someone said, I don't know, I don't even agree with it. I expect anyone to would listen to this. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just simply trying to get a rise out of breath. I do believe the original journal was Bullfrog Richie. Dennis that, Bullfrog Richie. Yeah, that's and, true. And yep. Bullfrog that, Richie said that. And he wrote an article this week about um, missed tackles percentages and Ben Hunt is at the head of the list. And in what I think is the best line of journalism written in the lead up to Origin 1, on the basis of that in terms of what New South Wales do vis-a-vis the Queensland number nine, he wrote, Hunt will be hunted. It's beautiful. Wouldn't it be Ben would be hunted? <laughs> Come on. It's Bullfrog Richie we're dealing <laughs> yeah. with here. Yeah, and so that Bullfrog Richie, just to finish off, is that he, um, so he was just says worst Queensland side ever. Obviously, it was end of season. Players have got the bubbles. They got their families to think about. Maybe staying in the bubble an extra month. That's you know is too hard to do. Plus, end of season injuries, surgery. Like the New South Wales side they played on, you know, was exactly the same, you know, situation. Yeah, situation. And then he also, then he's also done this, the Caelan Ponga one, which is just where he's even said, oh, just throwing, you know, mud against the wall to see what sticks, which is what you're supposed to, you know. Remember, what did, what did Gus call them? A hostile and toxic media. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, while I'm indulging myself, let's go back. Paul Crawley. Yes. The other end of the journalistic uh, spectrum. His prediction on Origin last year. And I'm pretty sure from the prediction you'll be able to tell which game it was. There will be a winner. (laughs) And then we've got to finish on uh, one of um, Fire Up's greatest hits. Oh, this is beautiful. Let's go. You know what's coming up? I think I do. Well, for New South Wales, if I'm coaching them, I'm thinking, well, we need to win one of these first two. All right, that's that's going to be vitally important. And that's the same in any series because you want to be in game three. And the sooner you can win one, if you lose the first one, well, you've still got to win game two to get into game three. If you lose them both, you're not in game three. If you win them both, well, they're not in game three. She's over, baby. 
It's really all you need to know. And that's my point. All that stuff that's written about origin, there it all Missed is. tackles, errors. Yeah, right. yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I walk into the change rooms there. I've got 47 texts. I never turned my phone on after the game, but I thought I just wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong in what I was thinking tonight. 47 texts. Every one of those texts agreed with every fan out there and everything I believe in. So three points from me. First of all, we have Cam White Noise. I don't know if he's a fan of some of our more rushed podcasts that maybe don't sound as good as they could. But he pointed this out from the Panthers-Bulldogs game. Isn't it remarkable how kicking can be the greatest disinfectant? <laughs> I'm, a bit of a, I'm a bit of a clean... You know, even through how many years of share housing, you know, I don't mind cleaning up a bathroom and stuff. Right. Never thought about kicking it. But have a think. What's your public profile right now? You're known for taking kicks on parks. Yeah, well, yeah, I wish. So yeah. you're a clean freak. I've had some pretty good ones. And, you know, I took it 20 out, 20 in because I was like, this will be, this will be it. This will be it. You can redeem yourself. Yeah. We've got, we've got more time. Yeah. The next one is that a big talking point of the media is people speculating on the Arara Valley Axemen. Mm-hmm. And we could have possibly pushed this to Media Watch. We've been getting Arara Valley Axe updates for a long time now. Yes. I think Courtney Shapter might be part and of that. And the... Yeah. All through Courtney Shapter. Um, we also got the, the the photo of Wayne and Sam mm-hmm. didn't surface until Monday or Tuesday last week. Whereas if you you know, come to fire up thanks to the intrepid Courtney Shapter. We got the first hand shot action pick of Wayne and uh Sam Burgess on the Saturday afternoon as it happened. And supposedly they might have had a visit to Russell's farm and I guess we may as well um come clean, Pat. We are so ahead of the game that in fact we recorded this on the Monday. We're just speculating that Nathan Brown and Michael <laughs> Maguire will get fired. Terminated. And Thank then the, the last one that we got to touch on is we love growing. We love the fans. Adore them. Mark Latham. Yes. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to have a show meeting. Mark, you sit outside. Maybe we need to have a, a meeting and say, do we need this guy? For once, we've got, we haven't got Dennis here saying, we must get him on the show. We must get him on the show. <laughs> but yes, we got, a, we got a bit of love from Mark Latham for our Volantis tweets during the week. Is uh, that it for 47 Texas, Pat? 47 Texas. Well, uh, here we are, just left the two of us with Dennis having been terminated for going to the Queensland well again. But it reminds us that it is origin. No matter what stripes you wear, being a Tigers fan, I tend to wear black and gold. Everybody, so who will you be cheering for? Well, the Blues, of course. And everybody, in the end, despite all their problems and concerns and worries, ends up loving origin. And it would seem trite of me to finish with my regular segment, another reason to dislike the Parramatta Reels. So I won't do that. I will note that the first recycled guest on Benji was Mitchell Moses. He was back for a second <laughs> go last night. But I'm going to leave all you Parramatta Reels fan alone because I'm saying to all rugby league fans, no matter who you barrack for, the game's greatest display will be on evidence at Acor Stadium tomorrow night. Pat, will you be there? No, I've got to work. Fortunately, Dennis and I will be. Thank you so much for listening. As we always say, follow us on iTunes or whatever your favourite podcast platform is. We're hoping to get some new reviews to read out. We haven't had any as yet. Oh, but De- yeah, Dennis it- has got them. Oh, <laughs> Dennis has got them. Excellent. So we'll have Dennis back, hopefully, if he uh, reapplies for his job and he's hired and Mark Latham doesn't get the gig. 
Have a look at us on Facebook, on Twitter, and of course, blowing up Deluxe, our Facebook group. We'd love to see you there. This has been Fired Up. Go the Blues. I love you. I love you dearly. I love the cricket ground. I love rugby league, but that's it. I'm off. Don't leave me. And taking the binoculars. Don't leave me. I'm going.